Section 40 of Fabiola by Nicholas Patrick Cardinal Wiseman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Part Second Conflict. Chapter 21. The Prison. If a modern Christian wishes really to know what his forefathers underwent for the faith during three centuries of persecution, we would not have him content himself with visiting the catacombs, as we have tried to make him do and thus learning what sort of life they were compelled to lead but we would advise him to peruse those imperishable records the acts of the martyrs which will show him how they were made to die we know of no writings so moving so tender so consoling and so ministering of strength to faith and to hope after god's inspired words as these venerable monuments and if our readers so advised have not leisure sufficient to read much upon this subject we would limit him willingly to one specimen the genuine acts of saints perpetua and felicitas it is true that they will be best read by the scholar in their plain african latinity but we trust that some one will soon give us a worthy english version of these and some other similar early christian documents the ones which we have singled out are the same as were known to saint augustine and cannot be read by any one without emotion if the reader would compare the morbid sensibility and the overstrained excitement endeavoured to be produced by a modern french writer in the imaginary journal of a culprit condemned to death down to the immediate approach of execution with the unaffected pathos and charming truthfulness which pervades the corresponding narrative of vivia perpetua a delicate lady of twenty-one years of age he would not hesitate in concluding how much more natural graceful and interesting are the simple recitals of christianity and the boldest fictions of romance and when our minds are sad or the petty persecutions of our times incline our feeble hearts to murmur we cannot do better than turn to the really golden because truthful legend or to the history of the noble martyrs of vienne or leones or to the many similar still extant records to nerve our courage by the contemplation of what children and women catechumens and slaves suffered unmurmuring for christ but we are wandering from our narrative pancratius with some twenty more fettered and chained together were led through the streets to prison as they were thus dragged along staggering and stumbling helplessly they were unmercifully struck by the guards who conducted them and any person near enough to reach them dealt them blows and kicks without remorse those further off pelted them with stones or offal and assailed them with insulting ribaldry they reached the mamertine prison at last and were thrust down into it and found there already other victims of both sexes awaiting their time of sacrifice the youth had just time while he was being handcuffed to request one of the captors to inform his mother and sebastian of what had happened and he slipped his purse into his hand a prison in ancient rome was not the place to which a poor man might court committal hoping there to enjoy better fare and lodging than he did at home two or three of these dungeons for they are nothing better still remain and a brief description of the one which we have mentioned will give our readers some idea of what confessorship cost independent of martyrdom the mamertine prison is composed of two square subterranean chambers one below the other with only one round aperture in the centre of each vault through which alone light air food furniture and men could pass when the upper story was full we may imagine how much of the first two could reach the lower no other means of ventilation drainage or access could exist 
the walls of large stone blocks had or rather have rings fastened into them for securing the prisoners but many used to be laid on the floor with their feet fastened in the stocks and the ingenious cruelty of the persecutors often increased the discomfort of the damp stone floor by strewing with broken potsherds this only bed allowed to the mangled limbs and welted backs of the tortured christians hence we have in africa a company of martyrs headed by st saturninus and dativus who all perished through their sufferings in prison and the acts of the leonese martyrs inform us that many newcomers expired in the jail killed by severities before their bodies had endured any torments while on the contrary some who returned to it so cruelly tortured that their recovery appeared hopeless without any medical or other assistance there regained their health at the same time the christians bought access to these abodes of pain but not of sorrow and furnished whatever could under such circumstances relieve the sufferings and increase the comforts temporal and spiritual of these most cherished and venerated of their brethren roman justice required at least the outward forms of trial and hence the christian captives were led from their dungeons before the tribunal where they were subjected to an interrogatory of which most precious examples have been preserved in the preconsular acts of martyrs just as they were entered by the secretary or registrar of the court when the bishop of lyons Pothinus, now in his ninetieth year was asked who is the god of the christians he replied with simple dignity if thou shalt be worthy thou shalt know sometimes the judge would enter into a discussion with his prisoner and necessarily get the worst of it though the latter would seldom go further with him than simply reiterating his plain profession of the christian faith often as in the case of one Pilatimus, beautifully recited by saint justin and in that of saint perpetua he was content to ask the simple question art thou a christian and upon an affirmative reply proceeded to pronounce capital sentence pancratius and his companions stood before the judge for it wanted only three days to the munus or games at which they were to fight with wild beasts what art thou he asked of one i am a christian by the help of god was the rejoinder and who art thou asked the prefect to rusticus i am indeed a slave of caesar's answered the prisoner but becoming a christian i have been freed by christ himself and by his grace and mercy i have been made partaker of the same hope as those whom you see then turning to a holy priest lucianus venerable for his years and his virtue the judge thus addressed him come be obedient to the gods themselves and to the imperial edicts no one answered the old man can be reprehended or condemned who obey the precepts of jesus christ our saviour what sort of learning and studies dost thou pursue i have endeavoured to master every science and have tried every variety of learning but finally i adhere to the doctrines of christianity although they do not please those who follow the wanderings of false opinions wretch dost thou find delight in that learning the greatest because i follow the christians in right doctrine and what is that doctrine the right doctrine which we christians piously hold is to believe in one god the maker and creator of all things visible and invisible and to confess the lord jesus christ the son of god anciently foretold by the prophets who will come to judge mankind and is the preacher and master of salvation to those who will learn well under him 
I, indeed, as a mere man, am too weak and insignificant to be able to utter anything great of his infinite deity. This office belongs to the prophets. Thou art, methinks, a master of error to others, and deserveth to be more severely punished than the rest. Let this Lucianus be kept at the nerve, stocks, with his feet stretched to the fifth hole. And you two women, what are your names and condition? I am a Christian, who have no spouse but Christ. My name is Secunda, replied the one. And I am a widow, named Euphina, professing the same saving faith, continued the other. At length, after having put similar questions, and receiving similar answers from all the others, except from one wretched man, who, to the grief of the rest, wavered and agreed to offer sacrifice, the prefect turned to Pancratius, and thus addressed him. And now, insolent youth, who hast the audacity to tear down the edict of the divine emperors, even for thee there shall be mercy, if yet thou wilt sacrifice to the gods. Show thus at once thy piety and thy wisdom, for thou art yet but a stripling. Pancratius signed himself with the sign of the saving cross, and calmly replied, I am the servant of Christ. Him I acknowledge by my mouth, hold firm in my heart, incessantly adore. This youth, which you behold in me, has the wisdom of gray hairs, if it worship but one God. But your gods, with those who adore them, are destined to eternal destruction. Strike him on the mouth for his blasphemy, and beat him with rods, exclaimed the angry judge. I thank thee, replied meekly the noble youth, that thus I suffer some of the same punishment as was inflicted on my lord. The prefect then pronounced sentence in the usual form. Lucianus, Pancratius, Rusticus, and others, and the women Secunda and Rufina, who have all owned themselves Christians and refused to obey the sacred emperor or worship the gods of Rome, we ordered to be exposed to wild beasts in the Flavian amphitheatre. The mob howled with delight and hatred, and accompanied the confessors back to their prison with this rough music. But they were gradually overawed by the dignity of their gait and the shining calmness of their countenances. Some men asserted that they must have perfumed themselves, for they could perceive a fragment atmosphere surrounding their persons. End of section 40